This is the Roast and Reason podcast. Join your host, Andrew Boyer, as we explore the world of specialty coffee. So grab a cup of your favorite coffee and let's dive in. Welcome to Roast and Reason. Welcome back, my dear friends. And for those of you that are new to the Roast and Reason podcast, welcome. I'm excited that you guys are here. And I'm really excited for today's episode. Today, I'm going to share with you a conversation that I had with a member of the Roast and Reason community, a listener of the podcast, just like you guys. Josh found the podcast when he was trying to learn more about coffee roasting. He and his girlfriend, Taylor, then took the leap and started their very own coffee roasting company. It's called Fine Line Roasting. I want to encourage you all to check out Fine Line Roasting and support Josh and Taylor. You can find more about them on www.finelineroasting.com or Fine Line Roasting on Instagram and Facebook. I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. All right. So first of all, Josh, thank you again very much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, so why don't we start with, why don't we have you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background in coffee and just your background in general? Yeah. So I started uh, about four and a half years ago uh, working as a disher at a coffee shop. And my manager at the time was kind of always pushing us to like keep building up. And so I never really thought about being a barista, but he slowly like started pushing me more and more. And then, so I would hop on the bar like during closing time and uh, make a few drinks. And then it became like something that I thought was like super cool. And I really loved doing it. So, um, then I, I kind of forced my way into the position. Um, so I started working weekends and it was like crazy there on weekends and it was only one person on bar. So you had to get good pretty quick. So I was working my way up and then I kind of took it over once that manager left. Um, I, I kind of took his position and next thing I knew I was, I was the coffee manager. I started working really closely with uh, our roaster, which was Doma at the time. They're located in Idaho up north. And so we went out to their um, facility area and checked them out, um, me and a few other baristas. And I never really understood roasting. I thought it was honestly (laughs) at the time, like a few years ago, I thought it was like, kind of like cooking like you had to mix like a bunch of ingredients together with the beans and <laughs> all this stuff i didn't know it was just strictly roasting the coffee bean and that's how you develop the flavor so we went up there and i thought it was just super cool and then a few months later i got another job kind of more in my degree field that i went to school for um doing 3d 3d stuff So I quit the coffee shop, but then after a few months, I I still kind of missed the whole coffee culture. And so that Christmas, I think it was, yeah, 2017, uh, 
Taylor and I, uh, my girlfriend, we bought a espresso machine. And so I was going out and buying like bags of beans like every single week. And I was, I was like, this is getting kind of expensive. <laughs> so one day I was at Whole Foods and I was like, I could do this. <laughs> like I, I have a background in coffee. I know how it works now. And I, I could figure this out on my own. So that's kind of how the idea came up for uh, Fine Line. Nice. So, you, so your background, at least degree-wise, is in what, 3D printing? Uh, it's 3D modeling and animation. So okay. wow. I, yeah, I do a lot of character animation and I, I work um, at a landscape design firm um, and they, I do like a bunch of 3D landscape stuff. Okay. So, so that's your, that's your day job. And yes. then in the, do you treat fine line roasting as your, as your side gig? Uh, yeah. So, okay. uh, when we first started, I didn't know how big it was going to be or like how long it would take to like actually get noticed. But fortunately for us, we kind of got like a gig right away, uh, at a festival. And so we kind of got the name out there, uh, pretty fast. And so we started taking orders and then it's just been consistent since then we've been doing office subscriptions and a bunch of other stuff. So been going pretty well actually i'm i was surprised honestly nice nice and it sounds like it sounds like the motivation for just starting your own roasting company was you guys were going through a lot of beans at home yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i hear you (laughs) i was like well this is because it can get really expensive going out like every week and just yes it can i mean even just like roasting i was just gonna start roasting for ourselves but and then I was like, I could turn this into a business and just like, I'm graduating school, so might as well start something up. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you didn't, you didn't dabble with home roasting. You just kind of went straight for, I'm going to, I'm going to roast and we're going to try to sell as well as drink our own beans. Yeah. It was kind of a big risk. <laughs> I used all my <laughs> uh, graduation money to kind of get started with everything. We we kind of have a different route right now. Uh, we don't have like a big commercial roaster. We use what's called a RK drum. And I, I don't remember how I came across it, but I'm really happy I did because it can make the drum we have can roast up to six pounds at a time. Oh, nice. And even right now, that's uh, it's starting to be too little. This last weekend, I roasted like 10 pounds for uh, our office subscriptions. I wasn't sure how I came across that, but uh, the people there were super nice and it's got like a lifetime warranty and it's, it's kind of like a small company. So they're very one-on-one and personal, which I like instead of like a big business, but hopefully one day soon (laughs) we can move up into a commercial roaster. So what does your roasting setup look like now? So you've got the six pound, drum roaster is it is in your garage do you have a separate like business space how how does that work it's actually so we're we're living in an apartment and so we don't have much space i started roasting out at my parents house uh when we first started but then the orders just kept coming so quickly that like driving out there was like a 20 minute drive And then so I'd get an order like every other day. So I'd have to drive out there every other day. So I was like, let's just 
fill our back porch with <laughs> all the equipment. And so uh, right now it's a really oversized grill and we've kind of modified it. The idea and the concept is still there. It still acts and performs like a roaster. Our drum has giant blades in it that kind of keep the coffee rotating and stuff. So it's just kind of like a cheaper redneck kind of <laughs> roaster, <laughs> honestly. But it, it does the, almost the same thing. It's a lot more hands-on. So there's no like computer, no electronics with it, really. Just I got to listen very carefully and look at my timer a lot. So that's that's the only way I can and smell, I guess. But I mainly go off of um, sound and the time. And so you mentioned kind of orders coming in every every other day or so. Do you roast to order? So do you do you kind of batch orders or do you mostly just you get an order and you roast what, what they ordered and send it out? How does now, that work? Now that I've moved everything uh, to my place, I've started roasting. Well, it was always roasting to order. And that's why it got kind of crazy um, having orders come in every other day. So I was I was... Like we need to, because I was going through gas like crazy driving there. So I was, I moved everything here and I started roasting every order to order, but now it's kind of slowed down a bit. Uh, So I kind of roast every weekend. So if I get an order, then I'll usually just roast it on Saturday because unless it's like someone new, that's like a new customer. But if it's like family or something or a friend, they'll just be like, roast it whenever you can, no rush and stuff. So it's, that's also when I roast uh, for the offices on, is on Saturdays and Sundays. So kind of just throw everything in there. I'm curious, what what made you go towards like an office subscription? Cause that's not something I've, I've heard many coffee companies do. And it's, it's kind of a cool little niche area. Yeah. It, um, so we have, I'm based out of Boise, Idaho, and, uh, there's a lot of startup coffee roasters here. We have a music festival and before, because I think I started fine line in April, I believe of this last year. Uh, I think in March, yeah, in March, I went to the music festival and there was actually a panel for coffee roasters, which I thought was interesting. So I went there and they had like a bunch of big coffee roasts, like they had Doma that I mentioned earlier, and then a few local ones. And so I went there and kind of learned kind of how they were running their business. And a few of them uh, were doing office subscriptions I was like, well, that's kind of a guaranteed way to keep keep everything moving. We kind of introduced that. I knew from when we first started that I would want to have office subscriptions just because it's consistent that way. So we kind of launched that shortly after launching ourselves. And so we have the place I work at <laughs> and then um, another another business and a couple other personal subscriptions and stuff, individual subscriptions. And I imagine those, those, once you establish a subscription with an office, it gives you a lot more forward visibility in terms of, you know, recurring subscription and orders. And that'd be 
nice for especially a small business getting started. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to have them be the guinea pigs with new roasts and stuff. (laughs) So I can kind of get their feedback uh, with it because it's all people that like I feel very comfortable with and like I can trust them because that was the most nerve wracking thing is when, uh, when I first started, everyone was like, this is great. This is, and like, they would give me like all the cliche coffee. Like this is very smooth. It's (laughs) and everything. (laughs) And so I'm just like, I couldn't really, I didn't know if they were being honest with me or just being friendly. So um, after a while I've started to gain like an audience that'll tell me, no, this is terrible or <laughs> this is okay or tweak this a little. Yeah, that's good. That's valuable to have as yes. you're experimenting <laughs> with new roasts and, and kind of establishing yourself for sure. Yeah. Especially when we went out to the festival, because that was like our first like big time, like having complete strangers just because we served a cold brew and then just some regular drip coffee. And so, but they were both a, a hit at the time. So I was like, good, well. good. And I've noticed that. So when you guys first started, what did you have? Uh, just two, two coffees, I think a Costa Rica and a, an espresso blend maybe. And now you've expanded quite a bit. There's, there's a multiple different coffees on your, on your website now. Yeah. So I think we have six now. And so every once in a while I'll order um, a few bags sample bags and just kind of test those cup those and just see what I like. And then it's really just my opinion. (laughs) And then I'll kind of throw it into the office subscriptions, give them a few samples of it, see what they think. And then I'll kind of release it. But um, I want to keep moving, like cycling through. I don't know. I just, I like to have new things like new products and stuff. Um, so I just, I don't want anything to like, we'll be moving away from, we're going to be getting a new espresso blend here in the next couple months. Um, the Ethiopia Sodoma is going to be moving out too. Yeah. So I'll just be replacing those shortly, but I like to keep it fresh and our, uh, coffee supplier, he does a pretty good job of having everything in stock. And he'll let me know ahead of time if they're going to be out of product and stuff. But for the most part, I haven't had any bad luck with coffees like running out of stock uh, permanently and having to wait for the next season. Yeah, so everything's been pretty consistent. But yeah, I just introduced two new ones, a Kenya and another Ethiopia. Oh, and then a Sumatra. I did that like two weeks ago. What's your personal philosophy when it comes to coffee and and roasting like so personally what kind of roast or coffee do you like and and what are you trying to do when you roast a new coffee do you have something specific that you're going for like i want to roast everything to a light roast or a medium roast or are you trying to highlight certain flavors in the coffee how how do you approach that so personally i like like ethiopians the i like the fruity ones and so the first Ethiopia we had was actually the first coffee I ever roasted and ever tried. And I was like, I like this a lot. Like (laughs) the description said that it would be like uh, blueberries and chocolate and cherries and stuff. And I was like, it's, it tastes and smells just like that. So I, I like the fruity coffee when I'm roasting some samples, I'll do 
typically a medium and a dark because I personally don't like doing dark roasts just because I don't like them and they're I don't see anything no offense to anyone that does like a dark roast but like I don't see a lot of variety with it and there's there's nothing like that stands out to me with a dark roast I've never tried one and I'm like wow this is amazing like if it's a blend then that's that's okay but like everything at at least my grocery stores in my town everything's a dark roast so I'll and I'll you, go and with you know what they're going to taste like even without knowing the origin they just yeah. taste like charcoal yeah like, I mean it, burnt charcoal yeah it's okay anything baked really well or <laughs> cooked really well is gonna probably not taste very well so yeah um yeah. so I was. I knew that I wanted to just stick with medium roast and I've tried light roast in the, in the past, but I, it's hard to find an audience at least where I'm at to really sell light roast. So I had a lot of people asking for dark roast. Um, and that's why I came out with the Sumatra, but I'll stick with always doing medium. That Sumatra is probably going to be the only dark roast I ever do. <laughs> yeah. Medium is what I, I stand by so but I will sometimes well previously I I roasted a medium and a dark roast each time and whenever I would cup those I would do like a back-to-back and kind of do like a blind taste or blind cupping and so label them on the bottom of the cup and then kind of see which one I like so talk to me about the the team behind fine line so it's you do the roasting Yes. And then my girlfriend, Taylor, uh, she does a lot of the marketing uh, stuff and she is currently going to school for accounting. So she takes care of all the money stuff too, because what taxes and all that stuff, because I don't know how to do any of that. So (laughs) she, she does like all the accounting stuff, marketing, and typically she's the one that does the talking and I kind of just sit back and roast and have sit in the back and watch people drink it. Um, and because she has a much more outgoing attitude. And so we both worked in coffee. Uh, she worked at a drive through coffee shop. And so we, we both had a education about it. So yeah, it's just me and her. So we've been going at it since April so I've got you out of your comfort zone by having you be the one talking, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she's at class right now, so she she couldn't be here. <laughs> so what is the what's the meaning behind the name Fine Line? Oh. <laughs> well, if I'm being honest with you, it came from nothing. <laughs> we we really wanted. Cause I wanted to get moving fast. And so I was just like, let's name it anything. Let's just, I want to get a logo made. I want to have bags designs made for bags and stuff and get that moving as fast as we could. But Taylor was actually the one that, that came up with it. And that took time. Uh, Cause we had a few, few ideas, but now that I think of them, I'm glad we didn't go with them because they were kind of cliche because uh, in Boise, we have like a, riv- a river that just goes right through the city. 
And so I was like, let's do like riverbound roasting. And I wanted to have like the river incorporated. And I knew I could do something cool with the logo um, with a river or something. And then so I, I don't remember and I don't know why it came to be fine line. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, it I just liked the look of it, fine line next to each other, because there was some, like, there's so much I could do. I, if I didn't go to school for 3D modeling, I would have gone to school for probably like graphic design and stuff. And I did graphic design all through high school. And so I was, I was like, just so excited to work on the logo. And since the words are so similar. I was like, I could make it like flip it and make it look like it's reflecting or something. And, but then it kind of got too complicated. And so I, I was just like, okay, let's think simple. And so I opened Photoshop and I made a hexagon and kind of zoomed in close to it. And there is the logo. (laughs) Nice. Nice. It's kind of cool that you guys just picked a name and went with it because a lot of people have business ideas and they spend years just coming up with the name for that, the company and that, never launch. Yeah, that that's what I was scared of. And I, I've I've had so many ideas in the past for like uh businesses and stuff. Um before uh I went to school college, I was really into video production. I had a few friends and we started like it wasn't like legally a business. We called it like a side job, side business, but we didn't like have any forms filled out for that. We, we had like, I would change the logo for that, like every month and stuff and (laughs) try to keep it fresh. And then, so I've, I've tried so many hobbies and I always make a logo for it and it never, nothing ever comes out of it. And so I was like, well, we got to move fast with this or else I'm scared. I'm not going to be interested in it anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> And when, remind me when you guys launched, was it April? I, I believe it was April. Yeah. And how you talked a little bit about it, but how has business been so far? It's been going pretty well, a lot better than I expected, actually. <laughs> It it was kind of scary at first because it was a lot of friends and family that were just getting bags every once in a while when we first launched. But after that festival, we started having a lot of new faces and a lot of people that we never met. And so we, we started having them uh, come back to us and we started getting regulars. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been going pretty well, actually. Along those lines, what kind of on, on average, what do you guys do a week? So like how many bags of coffee are, are you producing a week now for, for sales? We do about the the subscriptions is where most of the income and all the everything comes from, really. And so each week, it, it's typically every other week. One week is kind of slow. And then the next week is when it gets super busy. So like last weekend, I roasted 10 pounds. And so that was split between a couple offices, a few individual orders. But like this weekend, I'll probably only be roasting about five pounds. And the next weekend will probably be about the 10 pounds again. 
And other than the office subscriptions, which we've kind of talked about already, what's your approach to sales? Are all of your individual sales coming from online or are you starting to work with some local merchants to kind of sell your coffee locally? Uh, We've actually just started reaching out to people, a few shops to try and get them to start selling our coffee. For the most part, all our, actually, all our sales are basically online, unless in the rare occasion someone comes up to me and they're um, like, hey, can I get a bag? And so I'm like, sure. But uh, that only happens like once every month or something. Most of the sales are online through the website. We've been trying to reach out to a few coffee shops. Because um, the, the cool thing is there's a coffee shop here. Uh, it's called Slow by Slow, and they feature a bunch of different roasters all through the country. So they're always serving something new, which at the time was like they opened about four years ago, maybe. And so that was that was super cool because normally all the coffee shops here are selling one one company's beans so or their own. And so since they rotate new coffee each week it's it's probably one of my favorite coffee shops so we've reached out to them a few bakeries and stuff locally and we've had some uh, people reach out from other states uh, wanting to try some for their shop perfect that sounds like a promising area of growth or potential growth for the company hopefully (laughs) yeah you mentioned that sales or or your coffee sales have been a little bit better than you maybe expected. Um, I, I often find it really interesting to talk to people who start businesses about their biggest success and and the hardest part or the part they didn't consider when they launched. So, what's been the what's been the best kind of success or your biggest upside surprise so far? Oh man, that's a good question. Honestly, it's probably the fact that people like it. <laughs> uh, I know that's like the most boring answer. But I, I was so scared that because I had no idea what I was getting into. Like I said, I went up to Doma and kind of learned about roasting, but I, I never did it before. Some of my first orders were to customers. And so I was like, I didn't like spend a month like trying it out and stuff and like thinking, hmm, I'll I'll see if I like this and stuff. So I tried it and then like immediately other people tried it. And so I was I was just terrified that people were just no one would like it. But I, I spent so much time researching coffee roasting and stuff. And that's how I came across your podcast is I was just like typing in Google coffee roasting 101 and stuff. <laughs> so I, w- I was basically doing that up until our first sell. That's probably it. That's what I can come up with right now. I mean, that's a good question. So Fair enough. And so on the flip side, what's been, what's harder than you thought it would be, or what's been like the biggest surprise on the, on the negative side since you've launched? Well, what threw me off at one point was the different types of origins and stuff. Because I thought when I first started, 
I lost a bit of money like roasting because uh, for some reason I thought every bean was roasted the same. Every origin was roasted the same. And I thought you could get away with that, but I was very wrong. <laughs> and so that, that was kind of like a, a scary moment when I thought, Hey, maybe I can't do this. Like maybe I, I had a one hit wonder and stuff. So, so yeah, I was, it was probably just roasting, um, different origins and experimenting with those and failing at some of them. What origin has given you the the most trouble? The Sodoma. I almost contacted my coffee provider because I, I thought it was a completely different coffee that they shipped me, but it was, it was the same stuff, but I, that was so inconsistent for some reason. And so I was having, I would roast it for 15 minutes and then it would be perfect. And then I would roast it 15 minutes at another time, but it would be like way off, like not even close to a medium roast or something. And so that, that was probably the, the one that gave me the most trouble. It's such a weird variety. It almost seems like a blend because some beans are like super big and then others are like super tiny. And so maybe that's just the coffee. I, I don't know. I It's just given me a lot of trouble. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, with that, with that just variety and, and heterogeneity of, of bean size, that alone is going to give you roasting problems. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... It hasn't been consistent for me, and I, I still really like it, but it's just been such a pain to deal with. And so I, I, I'd like to find something a bit more consistent, uh, especially with our roasting setup right now, because it's such a hands-on thing that you have to pay such close attention to. <laughs> and so like, I've had a few friends, uh, they invite me over to roasting, and they have like all these fancy gadgets and stuff. And I'm like, this would make my life so much easier, but I got a, a big grill basically. So, <laughs> I think it's really cool that you listened to the podcast for a while and then just, you know, got started and, and started your, your own roasting business. If there are any listeners out there right now who are in that same spot as you were a year or so ago, and kind of considering starting their own coffee roaster, what advice would you give them? Uh, well, I would start with an arcade room <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's, that's my go-to. Um, but as a business standpoint, I would start small because I've, I've seen a lot of people go all out on like pretty expensive roasters and the, the latest and high tech equipment, but they haven't produced anything they're not even selling stuff yet and they've been in the works for months and months. And so I I'm, I'm super glad that we started with like two rows and it's still, it's still slow for us. Like, yeah, it's busy on the weekends, but for the most part, I know it could be a lot bigger if we got like another subscription or if we get a coffee shop, but startup can be super slow. Um, but just enjoy it while you can, I guess. But yeah, just just start small and kind of find your footing at first. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I, and I think that's really cool 
that you guys did that. You kind of bootstrapped the whole thing. Um, so where do you guys, where does fine line go from here? What, what are your plans for the future or at least plans that you're, you're able to talk about? Well, I have a lot of ideas that I want to take it. Hopefully the major goal would be to open our own shop one day, just something super small, not like a drive through or anything, just something that people can come in, just relax and stuff. Just the average coffee shop <laughs> vibe. But that would be the ultimate goal for us is just opening a shop. Just since we have uh, both of us have experience in a coffee shop, I, w- I would love to hop back on bar sometime and uh, make some drinks. Is that a... Is that a five-year goal for you, a two-year, a 10-year? Like, where would you, where do you see that fitting in to the business plan? That's good. Uh, probably within like a five to six-year plan, maybe 10 years. Uh, that seems too far away. But I, I know we're not there yet. This next summer coming up, I'd like to get more involved with farmers markets and stuff and kind of go at the Saturday market and try those out, get the name out a bit more. Once I have a little shop or something where I can actually go in and have a roaster inside and stuff is when I'll actually start thinking more about um, opening a coffee shop. But for now, it's just probably going to stick with uh, just roasting to order every weekend. So I don't I don't have any other questions for you. Do you, do you have any kind of parting thoughts or or anything before we wrap things up probably just want to thank you actually uh for all your time on making like great quality podcasts and stuff i i've watched so many and listened to so many and it was either just like poor quality or no good information and stuff but because you moved it to like every other week now right yeah, yeah yeah it started every week and then i just got to the point where balancing that and my normal job i was just like this is just not sustainable yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> i mean i i would it, i think it was wednesdays that they yeah yeah and so i i remember every morning when i would go into work i would just sit down and <laughs> i'd be like yes <laughs> a podcast today so basically just want to thank you for your time on making these thank you man that means a lot Yeah, of course it's great to hear so where can people find you and Fine Line? What's what's your URL or your social media or whatever you want to give out and direct people towards? Yeah, so basically just Fine Line Roasting on Instagram, Facebook, uh, www.finelineroasting.com. We were lucky and got that name and didn't have to add like any other special words to it. But yeah, you can just do a Google search, I think, and find us anywhere now so well thank you josh so much for your time and uh good luck with everything going forward of course thank you for having me of course anytime again i'd really like to extend my gratitude to josh for his time and being willing to join me on this episode i think this was a really cool conversation i think what josh and taylor did is so cool Unlike some would-be entrepreneurs, they weren't paralyzed by fear of the unknown or stuck in planning mode forever. They jumped. They launched. They started their own company. I think that's a really powerful reminder and something we can all learn from. 
And this reminds me of something that the author and blogger Seth Godin wrote. Start small, start now. This is much better than start big and start later. One advantage is that you don't have to start perfect. You can merely start. So what have you been waiting to start until it was bigger and quote-unquote perfect? I'll let you ponder that, and I will see you guys for our next episode of the podcast in two weeks. Take care, my friends. Be well. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you here in the U.S. And remember, whatever you want to start, you can merely start. Take care, my friends.